Hello, friends. This episode is sponsored by Walking with Purpose. Moms, do you want to help your daughter discover her true identity? Do you long to see her avoid the pitfalls of toxic relationships? Then mark your calendars for this life-changing weekend with your high school or college-age daughter. There is nothing fiercer than a mother's love for her children, but many of us feel that influences around our kids are eroding the foundation we've worked so hard to build. It's time to reclaim our motherly influence because no one loves or knows our girls like we do. Revitalize your relationship with your daughter at Sisters of Strength, a Walking with Purpose weekend event for mothers and daughters to delve into the topics of identity, friendship, and purpose. I'm so excited to be one of the speakers for this event, along with some of my dear friends, Lisa Brennickmeyer, Debbie and Rachel Herbeck, Father Dave Pavanka, and the worship will be led by Sarah Kroger. Wow. It's going to be a powerful weekend where we will be praying for a deep encounter with Jesus and reclaiming some of the ground that the enemy has stolen. So join us April 5th through 7th in Leesburg, Virginia for this special weekend featuring powerful talks, live worship, time for prayer and reflection, and time to make new memories together. Go to walkingwithpurpose.com and register today. I hope to see you there. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, season 13. And we are delighted to be with you on this adventure. And I know that the Lord is going to do wonderful things in all of our hearts The Abiding Together podcast is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And wherever you find yourself in the world, wherever you find yourself in your life, you are most welcome here. And we know that the Lord will speak to you. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life. We speak about our sorrowful mysteries, our joyful mysteries, and how the Lord is leading us in it all. And you are most welcome right here, right here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hey friends, just one quick announcement. We did have some audio issues in this episode because right before we started recording, Sister Miriam's mic broke and she had to use her headphone mic. So the audio quality will be affected because of that, but be assured we've ordered a new mic and things will be back to normal in the new year. God bless. I just want you to know, everybody, right now, that Michelle just made a face at us like we're in middle school. I just want like right in your ears and wiggled and stuck <laughs> her tongue out like that. Yep. Hey, we're getting a little punchy here. Yeah, yeah. it's been it's been that kind of Advent season. So, well, first of all, Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, this is amazing. So you may not be listening to this on Christmas Day because you got things to do. You got masses to go to. You got friends to hang out with. You got family to cook for. All the things. You might be opening presents right now. We don't know, but turkey's in the oven. I'm sure. Turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey Ham. or what? Whatever. Ham. We do ham on Christmas. <laughs> Why are you doing turkey? Turkey's Thanksgiving. We do ham. Come on. What? Yes. Okay, we're going to get into our first scrap Seriously. that we've had in years. Wow. What? Yeah. There's no trick. Okay. Yes. No. I'm going to take this conversation offline. Seriously? <laughs> Is that a Canadian thing? Or maybe, yeah. Whatever. Uh, no, Michelle. It's universal. No, okay. So back to you. Not sister. my universe. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> Okay, we might need to take a poll, listeners. We might have to take a poll later on one of our social media accounts. Seriously. Merry Christmas, peace on earth, but we're not having peace in the podcast. (laughs) Do you have turkey or do you have others? Because let's just be honest. Everybody in Texas is having brisket. That's what's happening right now. Like we're just going to do the Christmas brisket. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to do that. Is that a thing? It is. I've I've been at Christmas meals in the great nation of Texas and the fat brisket. So let's all the Southerners just give a shout out to all the brisket havers right now because you're doing it up. But Wow. You can have, okay. you know, whatever protein of your choice. You know, we're, we're equal opportunity protein havers here. And Michelle must spit out all of her coffee all over. 
which is not an eggnog latte. No. Okay. We, we've digressed very shortly. Shout out to the, the vegans first... who are having mac and cheese right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With cashew cheese. <laughs> the first hour, their first minute and 40 seconds of this podcast are just <laughs> like people like, I don't even Merry Christmas, people. Merry Christmas. Anyway, at any rate, welcome, welcome to week four of The Breed of God, our concluding week and the beginning of the Christmas season. Like we said, as Catholics, Christmas season, friends, is just beginning, so don't be throwing that Christmas tree out the front door today, okay? We're going to have it up all Christmas season. There's so many graces happening. It's a brand new season, and we want to invite you into that by concluding our Advent book study of the Read of God, which has been so incredibly beautiful, and we're just grateful for this journey and all that the Lord has given to us on this path. So we are going to start with the guiding quote, which is comes full circle from part four, and Carol Hauslander writes this. About Our Lady, she says, it was another advent, a withdrawing and folding upon the life within her, but a withdrawing that did not separate her from other people, but only brought her closer to them, for she had found her Christ in them all, which is truly beautiful. And the quote from the Song of Songs, I will arise now and go about the city through the streets and squares. I will seek the one I love. So I sought him, but I did not find him. And the continued seeking and the receiving. And this this was a very, I, I just thought it was very providential for us to read this part on Christmas Day. There's so much about death and, and Christ's suffering, but also the receiving and Our Lady's love. So Michelle, do you want to begin our discussion and what stood out to you in this final section? Yeah, I think what stood out to me in the very beginning of it, she talks about, uh, there's a quote and she says, Christ our Lord is within us. There's no room for any other awareness. Everything that we see mm. and touch and taste and think must be related to this one fact. And I was even thinking about like, okay, Christmas Day, the incarnation, the kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom of God lives within us. The incarnation, y'all, this is a big deal. Like this is the biggest deal that love came down to us. Like this is the rescue plan. Like from Eden, mm-hmm. ever since we have, you know, we're ushered out of the garden, Eden, this is the way the Lord, the Father has destined for us to come back into full communion with Him. This is relationship with Christ. And just that whole idea of awareness, being aware that Christ is within us and that He lives in us and is making us home in us right now. And that that's cause for celebration. Mm-hmm. The rush of Advent and a lot of people were talking like, oh my gosh, like, Okay, like we didn't really get four full weeks of Advent and then Christmas because the way the calendar mm-hmm. of this year, but like his, he's here. And I was thinking to myself, maybe he just couldn't wait to come near us. Like he didn't, he wanted to come close. He didn't want to wait any longer. And we can see it as rush or we could see it as his pursuit of us. I just wanted to be close to mm-hmm. you and being aware of that pursuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that takes us really asking for the gift of faith and trust. Like just as Mary was announced, you know, that the birth of Christ is in her and we've been, we've been told mm-hmm. this mystery that Christ lives within us, but she didn't know, like she couldn't see, there wasn't any sign of that for like a long time. She had to trust and believe that the Christ child was growing within her and that he was physically there. And I think for us too, like there, there is an element of trust and asking God for the gift of faith to believe that Jesus truly is mysteriously living within us. And, and how do we then find the comfort and the peace and the joy and the love of that reality? And I think that's that place, this inner room, you know, of sorts where we can always go, where we can yeah. always disappear no matter where we are to commune with Christ, just as, as Mary did. Her whole life was about that, about communing with him. So sister, how about you? Yeah, I found it very relevant and just very fitting that this book culminates really and 
she's talking about the losing and the finding and how our lady continues to seek. And it's all tied up into, into the incarnation, into his conception in her womb and as he's born, as he grows. And it's very beautiful. I, I found a page 126 in my copy. It says her search did not end when she found him in the temple. And it didn't really begin when she lost him on the road from Jerusalem. From the hour when Gabriel saluted her, the little girl in Nazareth, she had had to seek for him through faith, to believe that he was in her, to believe that this little child whom she rocked asleep was God, that it was God whom she taught to walk, to speak, and to hold a spoon. After the finding in the temple, he returned to Nazareth and was obedient to her and Joseph. She had to believe that it was God who obeyed them, God who grew and who increased in wisdom. And her our lady's continued growth in her own faith. Like we've been talking about this whole time of the growth of, of the purification of the growth of, of, of yeah, all that God is doing. And she says, it's just like our lady in this, she did not seek an exalted or solitary life in which to prepare for Christ's birth is content now to follow him in the crowd, to seek him among the strangers in the public street. In our days, there's very little solitude for those who really try to get close to Christ in the world who want to prove the sincerity of their love by taking their share of the burden on the back of humanity. Like Our Lady, they must come to him in the crowds. And I was just thinking mm. of her, of her uniting her life with us. Of we often, We've spoken about Our Lady before. So often we have this idea of her that we can't relate to her, but just her beauty of her sharing her life with us, especially as women. How, how blessed are we that we get to share life with Our Lady? Yeah, totally. Even in the suffering places, like there's some of this that we go, wow, wouldn't that be nice to, you know, just be in the presence of Jesus all the time and be around him in the secret and the quiet and no one else is there because they don't even know who he is. And yes, what an amazing gift that must have been for our lady. Yeah. But there was suffering all along the way, even to know that this is the Messiah that I've already heard what's going to happen to him. I already have heard what is what is coming and then to find herself in reality at the foot of the cross. And I, I love this part in my book, it's page 120. She said, she stood at the foot of the cross, but not to mourn for that would have been far too small, far too remote from him for the sharing and the passion, which was her part. She came there to die, to stand quietly by the cross and die. And then it goes down a little further. It says her unity with Christ was complete. They were one. It's like in all of the things, the goal, again, I just keep circling back to this because I think we just forget so often yeah. the goal is union mm -hmm. and to be one, like even in the suffering, even in the hardship. And, and we know that in this world, you know, we're going to have trouble as Jesus says, but that is not the end of the story. And she, I mean, her modeling that of like, I'm willing to take every day and step forward every day and continue to seek him, even knowing what's going to come. And the suffering that will be unbearable, you know, as a mother, because I believe in the end that it's for more than what I can see. Mm -hmm. And when she talks about seeking Christ and like she continues on to like the third part, she continues on this all. It's the fourth part about seeking Christ and um, seeking communion and that is our goal, but also seeking, like looking at others and really seeing them like we were talking about last episode yes. and really seeing the gift that they are, but seeing those that may not look like they're leading a Christian life, but what are they like really seeing who they are, like and seeing in all mm -hmm. humility. And it was just really interesting. I mean, personally, like telling the story, not be like, oh, look how 
great they are because I'm not saying how great. Let me tell you my thought process and then you'll really ice. Oh. <laughs> but like one of the things we started doing as a family last year is we did the Christmas meal, serving the Christmas meal at the homeless shelter here. And we served as a family and it was really beautiful for our family. And mm-hmm. of course you get, you receive so much more in the giving than you do in the, you know, and it was just really beautiful and just to really see the people. So this year we're like, oh, we're going to do it again because it was so great for our family to serve. Well, the way the calendar lies, like it, the Christmas meal is actually on Christmas day. So my husband came down and said, okay, like it's Christmas day at 1030. And I'm like, the first thought I thought like that, that's going to just totally interrupt Christmas. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking of like, you know, where you're in your pajamas because we go to mass on Christmas Eve and you're in your pajamas and you're, you know, like a present a leisurely morning, da, 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 da. And then I'm like, we're going to have to be rushed. We're going to have to get like, I don't know if we should do. And I was like totally conflicted. And then I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> if I was talking to my son, you know, who's a senior in high school and we were talking about it. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be rushed, you know, like whatever. And he's like, we're going to do it on Christmas day. I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, that makes sense because the Holy family was homeless. So he should probably be with them. And I was like, okay, mic drop. Oh, but it was, come on yeah, now. it was, but it was like, it was like my idea of what it should look like. My idea of Chris. And I'm thinking like, okay, but Christ coming, it wasn't about gifts and all things. Yes, these are important. I'm a love to give gifts and all this thing. Christ coming was light into the darkness. Christ coming was for the least of these. Christ coming was for the least of me, like all the ugly parts of me that I don't want to give up. Like I want my little territory and my little kingdom and my, my the things the way I think it should look like. Gosh. I was like, that's why Christ came. You know, I was like, man, I got it wrong. And so it was like just such a good conviction for me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is where it belongs, where I want like mm-hmm. what we call a little woman Christmas. <laughs> nice and cozy <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. You know, that's so but that's not what the incarnation mm-hmm. is. The incarnation literally rocks our world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're touching on what the very thing that she's saying is that many times within ourselves, like our our self becomes like selfish, yes. where our lady's self is like self-giving. Mm-hmm. And, and not the destructive understanding of like, oh, self-gift or like this, the immolation of self in a, in a distorted way because Our Lady was full, fully a gift of oneself and full of grace. But I think you hit on something really important, Michelle, that I think is the priest at the Mass I went to on Sunday was talking about that very thing of how Christmas is filled, he said, with a lot of memories. And he said, it's filled with a lot of nostalgia. And he said, for a lot of us, it's about the things we did when we were kids. And he said, for a lot of us, it's filled with a lot of painful memories and things we'd rather not remember mm-hmm. and things we don't want to repeat or we want to avoid. And, and I think that hits upon the places of what we think, what we think it should look like or what we think things ought to be versus what is the beauty of where we are right now? And what is God doing in the present moment to bring his presence to us? Cause I think it's easy to miss it. I know myself, I've been so distracted by what I wanted to happen or what mm-hmm. I wanted people to react, how I wanted them to react that I missed the present moment. I missed what God was doing because mm-hmm. it was my, you know, my misunderstanding or my way of, no, it has to be like this. Cause if, if when it's like this, it'll be fine. It'll be perfect. And, and Jesus keeps, like we've said, keeps shattering our paradigms. He keeps shattering those ideas of, to, to bring us into the truth, mm-hmm. into the full reality. Yeah. I think there's some things in here. What's coming to my mind is just, I don't, I don't know why, but we'll just go with it, but is just the experience of disappointment, you know, mm. that often we continue to buffer ourselves because of previous experiences, like you're describing, you know, which have led to so much disappointment and, and that affects how we even enter into the present moment. 
yeah. how open our heart is in the present moment. And so these are all places where we continually need to ask the Lord, invite the Lord to, to heal us so that in the present moment, our hearts are actually open. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because I think even in the present moment, we can be like, no, I'm right here. I'm focusing on the things, but we can be so blinded and almost like, like with this, like, you know, hard shell around us that we won't let anything come in here. And, th- mm-hmm. and that's one thing about Our Lady is that she was so open, like she is the model of receptivity for us. And how do we stay open in the midst of disappointments and when things Gosh, don't go yeah. the way we want, you know, and even to other people, when we see in them things that can sometimes look very scary to us, mm-hmm. where their life has been shattered with pain and where they may be struggling, you know, in deep places with addiction or homelessness or whatever it might be. And how do we stay so open that one, we can see Christ who is dwelling in them and also allow them to encounter Christ who is in us, mm-hmm. you know, not just mm-hmm. like ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's not what they need is just ourselves yeah and how do we especially as women i'm talking to the women like how as we like we are life bearers how do we get rid of like the obstacles and blocks in us that prevent the holy spirit from flowing freely in us and through us you know like for a lot of us that are mothers and stuff like that we feel like okay it is my job to make things merry and bright like christmas is on us and like it's on us, you know? And like my husband mm-hmm. asked me, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making things merry and bright. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like this is what I'm doing. You know? And um, like, he's like, all right, but if your to-do list makes you crabby, like, you know, you got to give it up. And so that is like, sad. we're making memories. I'm jingling away. The way. <laughs> well, like here it is. And so, but I was thinking to myself, so like, okay, but that wasn't Mary's posture. She allowed the Holy spirit to flow mm-hmm. freely. And when you can do that, then you're co-creating with the Holy Spirit instead of co-creating with your expectations or your presumptions, you yeah. know, and really realizing like how or your frustrations. Or your frustrations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, okay, like what is blocking me from receiving the Holy Spirit so I can receive people as they are and be present to the present moment as we've talked about often on this podcast. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And how do I give life to situations? But first I realized, oh, I have to be giving life to myself. So therefore I can give life to others. Mm-hmm. I have to receive Jesus fully um, myself to be able to give away. Yeah. Well, she, and she really brings that up when in this section on Our Lady Seeking, and she talks about how the multitude is, it's not just a faceless multitude to Christ. Like he knows us. Yes. He knows each one of us. And she says on my copy, it's on page 131 of how like one man to be able to give happiness. She's like, we have to know what one man needs. So just like say one person, she says, in the face of a multitude, real or imaginary, it is easy to forget the needs of each one in the multitude face to face with one man. We cannot forget and we cannot fail to know what he wants and he needs for he has a life like our own woven of joys and sorrows, anxieties and fears, works and loves. He has a wife and children or else the problem of living without them. He needs to think, to learn, to have poetry in his life, to see an inward meaning in the things of every day. He needs faith and sacraments. He needs some explanation of suffering. He needs wise guidance and education to help him grasp the truth of justice. He needs sympathy, stimulus for courage. He needs work which will not only bring in the food for his body, but content his soul and will be the means by which his likeness to the Trinity can be restored to him. He needs a reasonable measure of solitude, and he has the right to the secrets of his own soul the right to set his own standard, to suffer his own sorrows. And above all, he has the right and the necessity and the obligation to adore. Like, oh, gosh, every human person, we know every single one of those aspects and that Christ is 
in his coming, he's attentive to all those places. We're not nameless and faceless to him. He knows every nuance of every single human person. And he is, he is the one who is with us there. And he is the answer to all the things mm-hmm. our hearts most deeply long for. I was just thinking, he's so stunning, mm-hmm. the Lord. Just how he reveals himself, how how we're meant to find him. And there's just so many different ways that we can approach that. And just as she's talking here, like she's talking about G- Jesus often being hidden, like hidden mm-hmm. in the poor, hidden in the, not that we don't just go to find him in the saints. And we oh, thank God that we don't, mm-hmm. because gosh, that means I have a chance, you know, <laughs> I have a chance of, of union with him. If that's not where he's always high, uh, that's not where he always dwells is like with the perfect. And I love this part where she says, this is uh, page 133 on my, on my book, but she says, God's purpose is love, how to win the human heart and how to give it life. There could not be a more ingenuous way than the one he has devised his way of hiding himself in us, revealing his presence Mm -hmm. in our necessities so that we can only find him by obeying his commandment. Little children love one another. There's something, I don't know, that we can be curious about where can I find Christ in the midst of, you know, where I'm, where I might not, where I would least expect to find him mm-hmm. in my world today. And I, and that might be just a focus for this Christmas season for, for each of us and for you, our listeners, like how can we put ourselves in a curious space about where I could find Christ this Christmas season? What is the most unsuspecting place that I that Christ may want to reveal himself to me? And it could be uh, someone living in your home <laughs> where mm-hmm. you haven't been able to find Christ in them yet. And it could be someone on the street. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, in someone that you may need to forgive mm-hmm. from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was going to pick on, Heather. Oftentimes we can't see because there's unforgiveness and that's what block, that's what blocks the yeah. Holy Spirit. And in the very first section, I love what she says. She said, forgiveness then is a reaching out to comfort and heal the wound in our friend, which Christ in him bears because of the wrong he did to us. To forgive is to ask Christ to forgive us. Scripture tells us, forgiven, you shall be forgiven. So too, to be forgiven, when we ask and give forgiveness, we discover Christ's redeeming wounds in one another. And we ask the Father to forgive us, he discovers the Christ who was lost in us. He sees the shining wounds of Mary's son, the lost child in the human race, came back to him, and God forgives. So I think like Christmas is the perfect time to that judgment or that person that we can't seem to forgive, like to offer and extend forgiveness. But just as importantly, that the things that we don't care about ourselves, that we don't like about ourselves, Mm -hmm. like to forgive ourselves Mm -hmm. and our weakness or forgive ourselves in this area or just whatever the Holy Spirit brings up, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So just asking the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to search our hearts is like, all right, is there anything that anything or anyone I need to forgive so I can receive the gift of you freely and fully? So my hands are open Amen. wide because mm-hmm. we just, Christ wants to give us fullness and abundance. Yeah. And Our Lady is so tender and kind and she's especially present to us in these days. And I, at the very end of the way that the section part four, the section of the way is one of my most absolute favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. And Carol, in my book, it's page 163. And she says, she's speaking about Our Lady. It's just the whole thing is so beautiful. And she says, every trifling thing is told to her and every great sorrow. She is the share of all earth's joys and griefs. She is not wearied with our littleness. Her smile. 
comes down to us like a benediction through the sea of flickering candles. And she blesses our wildflowers withering at her feet. For each one of us is another Christ. Each one to Mary is her only child. It is therefore not tedious to her to hear the trifles that we tell her, to look at the bruises that we bring her, and seeing our wound of sin to heal it. And just her deep kindness and gosh, her such her love for each one of us. It just makes me think of like to whom to whom else shall we go? <laughs> to whom else in our faith? Like to whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of an ending life and the gift of your mother, and we are not alone, dear friends. We are not. We are not alone. It's stunning. Yeah, it's really stunning. And and to always remember, you know, for, for those who may be like, uh, you know, where you hesitate with Mary because it's never about her. Mm -hmm. it, it, she always brings us to Christ. You know, she's just another one of the communion of saints. Like, what a really special one, the most special one, you know, that we can come to and receive from. And that, that's one of the beautiful things about our faith is that we're we're just reminded all over the place we are not alone. We are not alone in this journey, even if you mm -hmm. find yourself on this earth with like a lack of friends or a lack of closeness with people or without, you know, deep family relationships, that there is this communion of saints and a mother that we have that we can go to who are all mm -hmm. there to bring us closer to him. Amen. Amen. Anything else, Michelle, you want to add or Heather? It's great. No, I think that's beautiful. Well, Michelle, for our Christmas one things, anything you'd like to offer? Our listeners. Yeah, a good friend of ours, we were doing a Advent couple study and we were talking about, which I never knew. So shout out to Chris O'Grady who told us that. We were talking about the Charlie Brown Christmas. Like, do y'all remember reading that, watching the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Because I was telling mm -hmm. my kids this. Mm -hmm. And so we were just talking about that. And, you know, when Charlie Brown's going, tell me what Christmas is about. Can anyone tell me? And then at the very end of the Charlie Brown Christmas special, I will post the little YouTube link at the very end of it. Linus comes out with his blanket and he says, I will tell you. And he comes out on the stage and the lights go dark and Linus is sitting there and he's holding his blanket because character Linus always had this little security blanket. And he starts telling us, reading the scripture, you know, for unto us a child of born, you know, and doing the whole scripture. But what I didn't realize that when Linus says, fear not, he drops his blanket. Like he drops the thing that brings him security. Oh. And like the that is something like Linus is associated with an ever present security blanket, it says. And through that, you know, he always has it. But when he says fear not, he drops it. Like almost saying like the real security is in Christ. It's not the things that we've made it, but the real security. And I was like, that was just like so inspiring to me for some yeah. reason like drop my false securities and have real security and what is true. So I just thought that was mm -hmm. just a precious little tidbit. So I'll post it in there. That's so good. Show notes. That's so good. Uh, Heather, what about you? Well, I have a few one things. A few. Michelle? I'm so proud. A few. A few. I'm proud. I mean, you should be so proud of me. I know. So first of all, my favorite thing this time of year is when no one's awake except me and I go downstairs and the tree lights are oh, already on because I have too, them on friend. a timer. So it's already waiting for me. So it's already glowing when I come and just sitting there with a cup of coffee and the dog's on the couch and it's just quiet and the lights, you know, it's my favorite thing about the Christmas season. And I'm just going to soak that up for the next little while before we take the tree down 
at the end. People don't pack it yes. up. Just don't, don't pack it up. up pack there. It this in. is don't the real time. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let no. me begin. Okay. This is where we really need to celebrate. Uh, my second one thing is, I, this has been my one thing before, but I will say it again because it's such a good time of year to watch it. The little movie, The Fox, The Horse, and The Mole. It is Ooh. so cute. Have you no, seen it? No, I was it? just thinking that. Yeah. I have to put that on our list. Girls, this is so sweet. You will cry your eyes out when you watch it. It's just 30 minutes. Okay. It's the most simple animated little thing, but it's almost like a therapist and an artist wrote it. It's so sweet. It's so, so sweet. Okay. Last thing is if you want to dive into a little bit more, I think this is a good time to like reconnect with the charisma. Obviously the church has been saying this again, but the Rescue Project, the videos by Father John Ricardo. You can get them online, just watch them on YouTube. But he's really mm-hmm. good at mm-hmm. just articulating the charisma. That's one of his charisms. So I watched a video of him the other day that was just kind of encapsulating all four parts. And I was like, dang it, he is so good. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was just so mm-hmm. good. So I think that would really bless some people who are ready to dive in there a little more. So, sister. That's a great, that's a great idea. Well, first of all, I want to, well, should we say when our next episode's coming yes, out? For, so people aren't yeah, left. for that's sure. Like okay, break. so we're going to take a little break and we are going to come back on January 15th. So I first of all want to say that. So January 15th, we'll be back. In the meantime, Heather Kim will be at sea. Yes, she So will. we just want to promote the heck out of Heather mm-hmm. Kim. So everybody come say hi to no. Heather Kim. Listen to our talk. You're giving a woman's talk, women's talk, right? Yeah, women's session. Yeah, I would love to meet people who yes. are listening to the podcast. That's my favorite. Yes. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this right now and you're going to see go find Heather. Sign up for Heather's yes. workshop. Yes. Go find Heather. Sign up for mm-hmm. her workshop. Come say hi to her because she's mm-hmm. awesome. So anyway, we love you. We want to And also pray for me. Thank yeah, you. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because the three of us won't be there. We won't be the trio mm-hmm. this year at Seek. So we're know, sending sad. Heather as our tribute. Heather is our extroverted tribute that we are sending to Okay, Seek. that is really funny, <laughs> like a role reversal. <laughs> That's also so true. Um, That's also so true. May the odds be ever in your favor, Heather Kim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. Who would have thought I'd exactly. be the extrovert out of this? But I think I think so you do it well. You. Go, Heather. Go, go, Heather. Go. You do, you're so good. Heather. Yeah, you're so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll carry you with exactly. me. Exactly. Uh, our hearts will yes. go on. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but um, so January fifth, we'll see you back. Uh, my one thing. Okay. So when you're tired of your turkey, or your ham, or your brisket. I have a white bean lemon soup Ooh. that you will really like that you can. Lemon I did add a soup with that, fresh rosemary. Ooh, bring it girl. So white okay. bean, lemon and fresh rosemary. The, the secret is blending some of the beans with the broth first. So it makes it like, mm-hmm. and also good. I did in full spirit of full disclosure. I put chicken in mine and I put kale because yes, everything's better with kale. And if you have somebody that you live with who makes fresh sourdough bread, let me just tell you how wonderful fresh sourdough bread with butter, with Amish butter, goes with this soup recipe. Just saying. I told Father Dave Pavanka that in this next season, I feel called to pursue bread and bread making. <laughs> bread will be your favorite. the Holy Spirit. Yeah, bread. It is. I'm going to wear it on mm-hmm. my bracelet and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I am down for that. Yeah. Down with sourdough for that. making. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our good anyway. friend Sarah right. Merrick rocks the sourdough making. Yeah. And so, yes. Yes, she does. Yes, we need her does. to give us a class. It is. Sourdough is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's a great gift for mankind. Thank you. And Jesus you. and sourdough. Mm. Amen. I think. All right. Thank you, so, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Jesus, thank you for being the bread okay, of life thank you. also. 
Thank you for sourdough. Yes. All right, our yeah. listeners are like, they're, they're like, all right, all need to just yeah. cut it. Just stop uh, talking. This is, we're tired. We uh, stop. Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Anyway, Merry Christmas, dear friends. We love you very much. Thank you so much. We wish you a very blessed new year and so much joy and hope to come. So we will see you again on January 15th. And until then, we will be abiding together. God bless y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlist, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.